Yo, yo, Ma! How good was that? Round of applause, Tino, with the new intro. How good? That was unbelievable. That, that was awesome. I'm I heard he was actually on the saxophone, saxophone too. Yeah, man, on that Yaz sax. That was good stuff. But welcome to the Pack Show, the rugby show, proudly brought to you by Pig Athletic Club and Double Take Sports, the show that brings you all the highlights, the lowlights, reviews, previews, news, and interviews, and also exclusive friends. Uh, from rugby here in Australia and around the world. My name's Jay Ball. Joining us tonight, we are rammed to the gills. We've got Zachy on the ones and twos, Tino at the back there. We've also got Doss, we've got Dallin, we've got Big Fat Dars and Friends. And all the way from La Toca, we've got Fraser Mick Ryan. How are you, Fraser? Yeah, good, mate. Bula, bula. Bula. <laughs> i say it twice. How good is this? Round of applause, everyone. I'm very excited. Fraser, thanks so much for joining us, man. You uh, pleasure, you pleasure. flew in what, like two nights ago? Yeah, Saturday night. Loose, mate. Yeah. How you so, feeling? How's the body feeling, man? You uh, feeling good? Yeah, body's feeling good. Um, not too sore, but yeah, it's pretty hot out there, so pretty got to put on some for some fluids into me, and then yeah, be sweet, mate. You're looking pretty tan, actually. Yeah, some good sun <laughs> over there. <laughs> me and uh, Hamish, mum calls us tan twins, so. <laughs> UV seven, good good enough. You don't burn. Just get out there all day. That's good. nice, man. That's real nice. Well, you saw from our new intro uh, all the highlights that we're going to be discussing this week because there's been some crazy shit going on in rugby. New Zealand losing two test matches in a row for the first time in 20 plus years. They're losing their first series to the Irish at home. It's been huge. Obviously, England won the the Ella Mobs Cup, uh, the Pacific Nations Cup. That was ridiculous as well. Samoa taking that out. So we're going to go across all that sort of stuff as well. Also West Lossies. But we're going to get to everything else. But before we get into it, obviously there was some huge upsets over the weekend and we saw that. We've got to start DOS. New Zealand losing to the Irish. Two losses in a row for the first time in 20... since 1998. Their f- no, their first... Uh, yeah, and their 90. first series loss since 1994 oh, in yeah. New Zealand. Mate, they are in all sorts, but the Irish, how unbelievable were they? Yeah, I think so a lot of the chat post-game was, you know, what's going to happen with Ian Foster, New Zealand rugby, etc. But, man, the Irish were there to play. I mean, their attacking shape at the moment, they're manipulating space around the field like no other team in world rugby with the, with the maestro Johnny Sexton, old grandpa, 37 years old. 37 years old. Just pulling the strings still. Uh, mate, mightily impressive. And now, Dallin, number one team in the world. They've leapfrogged France. New Zealand is falling. What is happening? I think it's exciting. Obviously, this Northern Hemisphere, as you discussed a couple of weeks ago, really starting to step up. We're seeing Scotland win. We're seeing Wales do pretty well. But the Irish are, are doing a fantastic job. I think led extremely well by Peter Armani there. And, mm. and Jonathan Sexton's doing an outstanding job. I think it's exciting. You know what I mean? They've got some good young kids coming through as well. And they're priming themselves, you know what I mean, for a big year. I think and also, like, you know, they've got the good young kids coming through. And those young kids, they haven't been exposed to this All Blacks aura or, you know, Southern Hemisphere rugby aura that I think maybe previously existed. Yeah. And they're coming in with this French mindset, man, just to play some footy. Well, they hadn't won in 115-odd years against the All Blacks, and now they're, what, four from seven yeah. in the last six? So they're doing pretty well. <laughs> Friends, you have the most sinister smile on your face. How do you feel about this one, I mate? walked in this morning, <laughs> and the scaffolders couldn't look at me. <laughs> I'm looking at the stone boys, they couldn't look at me. 
Oh, it was sure was to make sure. Stone Top boys of the, or the morning. Stone boys. The stone masons. The stone masons. <laughs> Sto- and oh. stoned. Sorry, <laughs> 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 but anyway, it was just good to walk in on site this morning. I didn't even have to say anything at the start. I just started smiling, and they were off me. Well, all the news is obviously revolving around Ian Foster. He uh, was actually going to be my rugby because what he has done for the confidence of Australian rugby <laughs> is just <laughs> absolutely phenomenal, right? <laughs> but can't it can't. Everyone just applaud Ireland for beating them. That's right. You know what I mean? Like they just got beaten. They got, they got they beaten got fair and square. Yes. It wasn't, you know, oh, you know, they got a red card in the last game. But the last, the, uh, the second last game at the last game, what was your excuse? So they, yeah, they were, their attack was ordinary. They had no cohesion from, mm. what, from what it looked like. And Ireland were, they looked like the number one team in the world. Like, you can't take anything away from Ireland, but... It's good to see the Kiwis. It's just good. It's good to watch, isn't it? <laughs> it is, man. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bottom of the barrel. Um, and then we saw, obviously, the Wallabies seventeen twenty one went down to England, uh, as we alluded to earlier on. They picked up for the first time the the Ella Mobs Cup, formerly the Cook Cup. Dow, disappointing. Yeah, I think everyone was pretty deflated post. I think there was such high expectations after that first game, and then. Second game, I, I thought we, you know, just got outclassed in that first little bit, but we were still in the game. And it's a similar scenario this time. You know, we had our opportunities and we just didn't quite execute. Obviously, we've got a large injury toll, but it's it's no excuse. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Going out there like that. And I think at times we, we, we looked a little bit one-dimensional. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't Marika and it wasn't Samu, Correct. do you know what I mean? There wasn't a lot going on. So... It's things to work on, but I, I still, you know, like what's happened in the last couple of games. I think there's a lot to like about what's happening, but we just got to we got to win games. Well, touching on that, Eddie Jones came out and said, and Courtney Laws were both saying we thought they were going to be going expansive, and then Reddy, Dave Rennie actually came out and said we were probably too expansive and we didn't exploit the space inside the ruck like they did with Slipper to Tupo early on in the game. They didn't take those chances, so. Probably out coached at the end of the day. Eddie Jones tends to do that. But, Fraze, have you had a chance to chat to any of the, the boys in that Wally squad? Obviously, you were over uh, playing with Australia A, but have you had a chance to have a yarn to anybody to get their feelings on it? or uh, Like the last game or just like the feeling Just the in whole... general, because obviously it's been, it's been a tumultuous month for them. I think, what, double digits injuries, players coming and going. Like, there's been a lot of... There's been yeah. a lot of ups and downs over the last month for the whole Wallabies squad. Yeah, I think I've been in sort of comms with uh, Wilson and Tatey here and there. Uh, obviously, they're two different, well, pretty same stories, right? They only played that last game, so yeah. probably a bit frustrating. They couldn't lace up the boots for the first two games. Um, but then that last game, didn't really speak to Wills too much. He just sort of spoke about his game, and then Tatey said he got about 20, and then it was just a bit frustrating when he came on, couldn't really do too much. And uh, yeah. England smothered, smothered our ball in the breakdown, which they did, did very well. That's what they did perfectly. Their breakdown pressure was immense. And they ha- and that was without Don Brandt, Underhill and Tom Curry. So they were running arguably close to a third string back row and their breakdown is really what won it for them. I thought, I thought when Tatey came on, he sort of lift tempo a bit. I, th- I sort of liked what I saw when he came on, at least. But like you said... After the series, I, I thought like it was like they just played well, especially in that last game. You can't if you can't penetrate the defence. Like, yeah, what do you do? But you I mean, get, Farrell can kick from and that's 60 metres out. You know, and that's when I think. And you mentioned it before, Jay Boy. The attack comes under the spotlight. You know, you go two or two or three passages in the game where the Wallabies go over 15, 16 phases, and not once without you know Samu maybe getting through the line or Marika doing something. 
did they actually look threatening for yeah. 18 phases i mean you know the spotlight then has to come on all right who are our game callers you know what sort of what's our attack shape look like um and you know you mentioned it before i think for me tate probably needs to start noah probably didn't I was going to say, opportunity as much do you as think it's you different with Quade Cooper there 100%. I think if Quade's there at 10, Tate probably starts because Quade brings that element of calmness and control and he'll just let Tatey do his thing around the breakdown. That's, that's, a, that's pretty indicative of Quade's game. <laughs> like he, for lack of a better term, he would never really used to be the guy you would say would have that control because he was so free-flowing and he'd be so... Like, he'd be so off the cuff, whereas now we saw last year he guided us to five wins in a row based on his calm, collective footy. So I think that's that's obviously highlights his maturity. But as you said, yeah, I reckon we have him at 10. Nothing against Noah Lolasio, as we said, in that good, first game. Awesome. Good series for him, I thought. Like, he played yes. well. No, Noah was all right, man. But but I reckon it's good for his experience, like, from last year. Yeah. But I think year, we, have, I we have Quaid there at 10, yeah. or even oh, James yeah. O'Connor. It probably would have been different. I think we did lack really a very experienced head at 10 yeah. just directing traffic Yeah, a bit. I mean, directing, and I think also, you know, when you have that amount of possession, QC's a guy who likes to play with the ball in his hands. Yeah. So he's getting lots of touches on the ball. When you've got that much possession, the more he's touching it, you know, the more he's creating opportunities. I'm not saying they win, but he's creating opportunities. You know, they may drop the ball through the gap or whatever it may be, uh, but at least you're firing shots. I don't felt like, I felt like Australia didn't fire enough shots. Yeah, I was, I was remember watching it one moment. Going, We've had the balls ball for so long here. There's been so many phases. Surely someone's going to infringe. No one infringed and yeah. lost the ball. Like, nah, damn it. The palms were very, very <laughs> yeah, good so at the breakdown. Good. Dogs, mate, killing me. I thought uh, Vunavalu could have done more in his two minutes, <laughs> two minutes and ten seconds. He was on. I right? was waiting yeah. for you to chime home. in, Dars. <laughs> I was waiting for you to chime in. He got his cap though. Yeah, good cap. Yeah, good yeah. cap. He got his cap. Six. Now he has to stay here for at least three years. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Hell yeah. Um, well, that actually, at the end of the day, the four test series going on at the one time, we were talking about it. Freens, obviously, Southern Hemisphere killed it first round. Northern Hemisphere came back in that second and then ended up being a 50-50 split with Wales going down to the South Africa. But the Argies... With a down by 15 in the 50th minute, coming back for a 82nd minute try to Buffelli to win it. So, 50-50 split. Argy's on top. Same with. How old is Buffelli? 28. Okay. He's been around for ages. Yeah, feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, I swear he used to play with him on Buddy 08 or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that uh, that's pretty indicative actually of of the state of the game. Dow, you sort of touched on it before. I mean, any team can win on the day. You look at the, the world rankings and you've got Ireland and France on top, then South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, England. Like, it's very congested 50-50 split Northern Hemisphere to Southern Hemisphere. It, that can only be good for the game. Yeah, I think it's massive for the game, especially leading to a World Cup next year. You want it to be close. You want the pools to be really competitive. And I think that's where we're kind of moving forward and looking at the moment. What I want to see is, you know, you look at the, the, the North and the South. Why can't we have... A test match series, north versus south. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Why can't we bring something like that together to, to to build the game and to make it a little bit more special? Let's settle the debate forever. Make that an annual thing or a biannual thing. I think it just grows the game and, and into another level. What you're saying, like a select side from all the yeah. hemisphere, a select side from southern hemisphere. Absolutely, that would be sick. That'd so, be like epic. now, say for instance, we've all had three match test series. All right, let's pick. You know what I mean, two teams. No penalty goals either. <laughs> <laughs> no penalty goals <laughs> and short arms. 
Just heaps of shorter. And make it over a two or three week period and, and make a test series. I think it'd be really exciting. I know the schedule's obviously really tight and understand that, but it's got to find a way That'd to try and fit that gun. in. Yeah, that would be so sick. Played in like neutral territory. Yeah, neutral territory. That'd be pretty cool. Like two in America, years something like that. Oh, speaking of America. Or, or Chile. Yeah, maybe we go to Chile because we saw on the weekend Chile have qualified for the World Cup by beating the US on aggregate. Um, they lost by one in the first game and one by two in the second, and now they're in the World Cup, and the US <laughs> has to go to a repercharge to make the World Cup, and they're hosting the World Cup in five years' time. That's nah. hilarious. No, five, ten, eight, nine years' time. <laughs> Nailed that. That was good, man. One of, one one of, of those numbers. Right. One one of those. That was pretty good, you got to admit. I added five and four. You did, mate. I would have Smart been stuff. I would have exploded. <laughs> But what what happens there, Tao? I mean, we piss and moan about how good the MLR is and the US Eagles seven side. Man, they're fifteens. I hate to say it, but they're not much chop, and they are regressing pretty the f- fast. That's not the first time either. I'm pretty sure they've lost to Uruguay. They've lost. They to lost Chile to Uruguay twice, last year. They lost yeah. to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look at Canada and, and the US used to run northern yeah. North American footy, and Canada aren't going to the World Cup for the first time yeah. ever. What's happening in Chile? Like, <laughs> like honestly, I don't like, know. Who would have known they played rugby? I don't know enough to beat the US. I only knew because a dude came down and played third grade there, and he played for the Chile side, and he played down <laughs> third grade at Westlake six years ago. Nicholas Herrera. Herrera, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a good dude. He was a good dude. Um, but, like, that was the standard of footy. It's like this dude's like, yeah, I played for Chile. Yeah. Like, cool, go down to fourth grade, work your way up. But, like... So the Chileans just full of good dudes. Yeah, 100%. I guess good so. Culture, good culture. And the US is full of fourth graders, I guess. I don't know. But, like, I don't know what's going on, man, but... Like, USA too too worried about who runs the forty meter sprint and who's the best squatter and stuff like that. Well, there was yeah. the whole issue that uh, five years ago that um, the original um, incarnation of professional footy over there, whatever that was called, I can't remember. Um, that was just a dodgy dude, pro, former pro, Wall Street pro Street banker, just promising the world and delivering an atlas and all this sort of stuff. And then MLR popped up, <laughs> and then they found out one. the US. Uh, rugby bankrupt. Are bankrupt And they're like Oh shit Glad we created this Professional code then <laughs> So They're in disarray From an administrative Point of view Which I think is starting To trickle down To the players um, But I don't know man But Like they're hosting The World Makes Cup In four, five, nine years time So like They're <laughs> probably Going to have to Sort <laughs> something out Because They should be The sleeping giant Of world rugby And at the moment They're still dozing Pretty hard They need uh, Harry Higgins back yeah, they do. Harry, Harry Higgins well. to, Mate, he's been killing to it. head the program. So Mate, surely they would well. regress <laughs> <laughs> massively. <laughs> like we're having a training camp and no one shows up. Because they're Columbia. all just bending somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or wherever. Chile. Chile, I mean, yeah, yeah. Altitude, altitude. Nicholas Herrera. And a good news story from the weekend just gone as well. Mark Young, who joined the Canberra Royals as a fresh-faced eight-year-old, recently played his 500th 500th senior game for the Canberra Royals. He's 45 years old. We know someone else who's played, what, 400-odd games by the age of mid-30s, but... Don't name him. Don't dead name him. But how good is this? (laughs) 500 (laughs) senior-grade games... For the Canberra Royals, you got to give a yeah. shout out to Mark yeah, Young for that, Dawson boy. How good's that? What I want to know is who does he hit? Sec- who does he sit second behind? I don't know, yeah. but it says he sits second behind someone else who's played <laughs> ACT Cup <laughs> games. I was like, 
<laughs> and you don't name with that dude, man. Mate, Google more. Yeah, he must be older than Granddad's ball sack. That dude, man, that's crazy. Who's played more than 500 games? I don't know. Oh. Phenomenal effort, though. Mate, that's Phenomenal awesome. Effort. So a round of applause for Mark Young from down at the Canberra Royals playing those 500 games. And then, obviously, we've got to discuss the Pacific Nations Cup. Was it Pacific Nations yes. Cup? Yep, yep, yep. So we saw on the weekend, just gone, uh, Fiji. Get Well, obviously, your boy's phrase, we'll get to that, uh, getting up over Tonga. But... Uh, Samoa coming away with the championship after an upset win over Fiji, 23 points to 20. Freens, this was loose. Yeah, it was good. It was a bloody good series. I watched all the games and um, I enjoyed it a lot. I loved seeing the whole Australia A thing come back, seeing the boys play over there. It looked very hot. Who who would have picked Samoa before the start of this tournament to win it? No. You can't write them off, but you've got Tonga you did with, with that Fiji team. Remember you were like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You wrote I didn't write off. Them, no, I didn't write them off. But I'm just saying, I thought Fiji. <laughs> no, you had. Why don't you tell Fraser what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, on, pa- yeah, yeah. on paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell him what he said. Oh, come on, say. And then Tino can tell you what he said as well. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I thought this Fiji. This Fiji team's gonna smash those Aussies. I didn't say that. I said I think they're gonna win. And then Tino said Fiji would beat the Wallabies. Everyone said a lot of things, right? We've all said a lot of things. Like I said last week, West are gonna win the Premiership, and then they lose to East. But you were gonna shave your. What are we going to do? Shave my ball sack. No, no. you're going no, to shave just the full-blown, the Amish beard, but just the chin strap. <laughs> just the chin strap, like Bleach Craig it. David. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then if you guys lose, you have to shave your head. So well, you we're not going like to, so it doesn't really matter. You're not going to, because doggies, oh, man. Can't stand <laughs> You'll be fine, man. No, I won't. Um, but, but then your boys, boys, obviously, Fraser, getting that win over Tonga, you guys... As a whole, you'd be lamenting that loss. I know before we went live, you were talking about it. Lamenting that loss to Samoa in that first game. Very tough to have that taken away from you in the, what, 82nd minute after the hooter. Yeah, I think there's a lot of positives from the comp, though. Um, I think the comp as a whole was awesome. Australia A being back there, I think, um, since, I don't know when. 2012? Or was it 08? 8 or 9, yeah. yeah. So, for you know, over a decade and... Just good getting to meet a lot, a lot of new boys that probably haven't played a lot of rugby with. Um, you know, you, you come across them in super, but then actually you get to know them and spend three weeks with them, become quite close. So probably why we did so well. How good is it? Uncovered a few guys, in my opinion. Lungy Gleeson. Lungy Gleeson was the man. insane. The um, yeah. Pe- Peach? Peach? Dylan, Dylan Peach, Peach, my roomie. He was good. Was he your roomie? Yeah, shout out to rooms. Yeah, he was good. Um, John, John C. Riley, you know the guy out of, <laughs> <laughs> out of Step Brothers. Yeah, the other one, not Will Power. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not Will Power. Sort of. Explain it. The other one. Yeah, yeah Lane Gleeson, mate. Yeah, he was Killed killing it. people on the weekend. Yeah, he was very good. But yeah, your your thoughts on the competition and then the Australia A program having come back? We've discussed it. We think it's an obviously a really good thing to see guys like yourself and obviously Lungy Gleeson getting up there and and Hamish Stewart and Lalakai Fichetti, guys who probably we knew are of that Wallaby standard get to play against other international sides and not sort of go back to clubland. It it must be good to be able to play to that standard as many times as possible if you're not in that higher squad. Yeah, I think uh, moving going into the comp, I think a lot of boys didn't probably know what to expect. Obviously, hadn't been around since, what, 2008, and I think boys were sort of a bit iffy about it, going to Fiji three weeks with a lot of people you haven't met before and, you know, coaching staff that hadn't been together. Um, obviously, a few boys like myself, I know all the coaching staff really well, so I knew what they were going to deliver, and, and it was a great camp. I think they made it 
uh, what it was. Um, and that's why we did so well. The culture was great. Off field was really good. Um, you know, when footy was on, it was footy, but after footy, there was nothing on. So you're in Fiji when a Silva and, uh, and, and Andy, so we're able to get out and, you know, we had a few locals in, you know, um, in Filippo and, and Seru and Peachy's been there heaps with the seven. So they were able to get out and show us the ropes. And yeah, there was a lot to do. And, and the people over in Fiji are fantastic. They're so kind and, and genuine. So I think they probably loved having us over there as well. And Jason Gilmore was obviously the coach over there. I've been waxing lyrical about just how good of a coach so he really good, is. Do you think, because obviously he's still just an assistant down there at the Tars, DC's killing it. Do you think there are higher honours for him, say, in the Super Rugby fold as a head coach anytime soon? Do you think he's up to that standard? Yeah, definitely. I love Gilly and, you know, I had him for 20s and I had him for here. And I don't think his coaching's changed. I think what Gilly's really good at is... Um, He's just his connection with the with the boys. I think that's pretty important, especially as a head coach role. I think you've got to be able to to uh, empath- empathize and and be able to read your players, and he does that really well. And and he has he's able to do, uh, you know deliver motivational speeches, and as you do as a head coach. But he also understands the game really well, both on the ball and off the ball. And um, obviously, from all the reports from the Tars boys, DC is a great coach. Um, and they love Gilly, so I think they're working really well in tandem. So I think Gilly's really happy where he is at the moment, but I'm sure in the future that's probably his end goal. He wants to coach somewhere, and, and what he said to me, he wants to win somewhere. So if he keeps doing what he's doing, then I'm sure he'll get there. How was the uh, physicality in those games? There's um, some big hits getting getting around there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that first game against like Samoa, we played at 1 o'clock in, yeah. in Silva. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, what time are you guys And <laughs> I think the game on Saturday was probably worse because it was at 12, but we yeah. played at 1 and we oh. honestly probably didn't know what to expect. We flew in on um, Kuji yeah. the following Sunday, so yeah. we had like three t- sessions to prep for that game. And then, yeah, the first 20 minutes was bash first. <laughs> and that probably showed in the viewing. And yeah. then, um, and then, as you know, as sort of the big boys sort of get, as the game goes, you know, further on and gets hotter or, you know, it's hot, you kind of wear them out. Yeah. You learn to just don't run at them, you know, yeah. work them out the corner. <laughs> you learn that pretty quickly. Yeah. Go from there. But, uh, yeah, physicality was yes, up there. Well, you reckon, um, obviously, we've asked a question to a few people, but just like, you know, the minor Pacifica and all that, do you reckon that's made a massive difference with especially those Pacific Island teams? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think Fiji's different. Obviously, uh, the, the f- you know, the drills there, they had, a w- I think they had 11 or 15 uncapped players, but they also have a lot of talent overseas. And I think just having them in the Super Rugby, you know, f- in the game, they get to experience playing against other Super Rugby teams, which is great, especially against the Kiwis um, and against a lot of the names in the Australian A side. They sort of know what's coming. Um, but it's just a great... You know, showcasing of talent. It was awesome. And phrase the um, the rugby championship. Obviously, the next big tournament coming up. That squad will get announced. I'm assuming sometime this week or in the in the near future. Have you received or like? Do you guys get any feedback from the Wallabies staff? I guess throughout the tournament, and even more importantly, like over the last couple of days, in terms of how you're going, where you're sort of sitting, are you a chance a look in, or do you just wait to see if the squad's announced and then they start giving the feedback? Yeah, I think you sort of, um, obviously, yeah, I'm not too sure what the movement's going to be around the squad. Um, obviously, I think each player's probably a bit different. I had uh, Dave sort of message me after we beat Fiji and just said, well done. And, and Tatsy's, you know, probably been, he's been saying, yeah. you know, good luck before each game and well done. And um, yeah, I'm not too sure about the uh, the squad. I know I've spoken to Wills and Tatey about when they come back together. So I think they've got a, you know, 10 days off or something like that so I assume they'll probably have a few days and I don't think the squad will be too dissimilar I think it'll be quite similar and um, 
yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see, I suppose. Just wait and see. Well, I want to get your thoughts, Fraser, because so many people, I think, a lot of us included, Higgers especially, was disappointed to see you miss out on on that Wallabies squad. And we know Michael Hooper, the talismanic leader of the Wallabies, is obviously in front of you. What are your thoughts on it? Do, do you, I mean, obviously you would have been upset any chance you get to be a part of a Wallaby squad must be awesome. But do you think there was probably more value in you not riding pine or just holding hit shields for the last month, but actually being able to not just play against these sides, but you were a, a leader a lot in that squad. Does that, do you think there was probably more value in you being in Australia A at this time of your career than being with the Wallabies? Over the past month, yeah. Well, I think my position is quite um, it's quite unique, right? Obviously, I'm behind the Australian captain. He's going to play every minute, um, you know, and he's still playing a super high level of footy. So, obviously, I was super gutted. I wanted to be in the Wallaby squad. That's for sure. I didn't yeah. hide that. I wanted to play there, and I thought I earned the spot. But um, and that's what I said earlier. I didn't know quite how Fiji was going to go, going away for three weeks and mm. going as you know as Australia A. But in hindsight, looking back on it, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. I thought. Like I said, the coaching group and just the the culture of the you know the boys and the standard of boys we had made it everything it was. People there who are you know wanting to push higher into the Wallabies are also boys there who just want to represent Australia in senior footy. And I think obviously it was quite serious when it had to be serious, but it was also quite quite fun and it wasn't too tense. Um, I think that made it just really enjoyable, and you got to go back and actually just enjoy rugby. And I think for me, looking back on it, I think those three tests were great much rather play some footy and I think obviously that's why I was there to uh, to play rugby looking back on it I wouldn't have played um, over the past three games no. if I played against England so um, I think playing's a lot better especially the caliber of teams that were over there you know Tonga Samoa and Fiji I think it was great and um, hopefully I can get back in the Wallaby squad but I'm you know not too sure what's going to happen all the movements that's going to happen so hopefully I can get some feedback and then just go from there hopefully I can lace up the uh, the boots for brothers sometime soon and go from there get out yuck <laughs> um, uh, just to confirm so there's no breaking news you haven't answered any um, uh, roommate.com uh, ads from <laughs> Hamish Stewart or Alex Murphy <laughs> just to confirm let's just get it out of the way we don't want, we don't want to drop any bombs no uh, yeah well he was on tour but um, yeah no nothing on okay alright I just, just wanted to make sure alright <laughs> <laughs> was there any was there any particular player <laughs> in any of the teams that you did play where you just like, geez, I'm sick of trying to tackle you. That just that stuck in your mind at all. Uh, the twelve and thirteen um, for Fiji, uh, the captain. Watia. Yep, and uh, Sida. Tumani Valu. Sorry, yeah, they. Well, I was outside on the line out. So, you know, every time they had the ball, it looked like they were coming for me. And I <laughs> the first carry I had, um, I was just, you know, it was a pretty slow one off 10. And I just see, yeah, 12, shoot at me. And I'm just going, oh, yeah. And then I just had to quickly get it, get jammed in. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's first, like, two minutes. And then, yeah, those were, those were pretty big boys. Man, he's a weapon. Is he's, nuts, a weapon. he's, my fa- he's one of my favourite players. His highlight package of yeah. hits as a seven? Yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah. yeah. The one he did in Tonga, I think it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yep. He just ended someone. Yeah, he was just out to like. He was just out to put hits on. And his calves just (laughs) look like big blocks of granite. And his skinny little ankles, then big old muscle. But on a serious note, phrase, I do want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, it it was announced here a couple of weeks ago. Marv 
talking about, <laughs> Hamish. No, but I just want to I want to get your thoughts on it because I know that obviously you're over there with Hamish and and, and more so from a point of view that Hamish is in in a red squad that is really really quite young. Um, you've lost or or. It looks like you're probably going to lose someone um, of the experience of Hamish. Do you think if he is to sign on the dotted line, which from all accounts it is going to happen, it just needs to obviously get over the line, losing someone like that, is that going to leave a big hole, do you think, with uh, just by way of his experience? Or do you think you've got the likes of like your Hunter Paisami, Shorty Pattaya, Jock Campbell are coming through that are going to be able to sort of cover that sort of experience hole? Isaac Henry. Isaac Henry, oh, yeah. love yeah, Zachy Henry. He's good. Yeah, obviously, I'm uh, not too sure it's going to happen. Obviously, there's a lot of stories out there, so I think we just got to wait and, and see. Uh, but yeah, I think obviously Hamish, he's a good mate of mine. So just his uh, his character is going to be solely missed, and obviously yeah. how he performs. I think he's someone who uh, puts in 100%, whether that's training and, and whether that's on the game. Like everyone can see, it. he's a, you know he puts his body on the line as a 12, and he's making lots of tackles, hitting lots of rucks. So he's definitely going to be missed, but. You know, the squad we have at the Reds is awesome. Like yeah. You look at the centre depth. Like, Zaki's coming through, and it was unfortunate about Zaki, you know, um, not being able to play that Australian A game, but mm. coming in, and then there was also, you know, Hunter, Geordie, a lot of, lot of depth, and, you know, hopefully we can able to... Able, and Fluky as well, when I want the yeah. recovers from his shoulder. So there's a lot of um, lot of gems there, so we just got to keep finding the right combinations, and hopefully uh, they can work their magic. And the progression from cr- Clubland's been unbelievable. Look at... Smitty and, and Matty Fesler alone yes, coming Smith. through Clubland, like just blokes wearing high vis, rocking up to training in their high vis, and now moving into the Australia A setup. It doesn't get much better than that. I think it's awesome. I think it's just and that's something the Reds have done brilliantly yeah, no, over the definitely. last few years. And I think that's you know that's a credit to Thorny. I think he's able to sort of have this sort of eyes for the people and what they got and he. And he Prove them right, right. So, I think it's a credit to Fez and Smithy and, and Law's got the call up as well. So it's all these boys who are taking their opportunity when they get it, and then coming over. And obviously, there's higher honours out there. And that's a great thing about Australian A being back is that it's just a little bit of a stepping stool to get to the Wallabies. And I know that's that's everyone's pretty much goal, and that's why you stick around in Super Rugby now. So, I think you know if they're able to keep putting the way they're doing, there's definitely spots, especially with the British and Irish and the uh, the World Cup coming up. Yeah, but he made first like he he did even have a gig. At the beginning of the year, he was just going down to Randwick to play, wasn't he? And yeah. then, look at yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, awesome. It's great. And I mean, it, it it proves that, you know, if you bide your time in Premier Club Rugby, you know, these guys are presenting a pathway for these young and up-and-coming players um, coming through. And I think an important point that uh, Fraser just pointed out there, Australia A, hopefully, it's going to keep guys in Super Rugby because yeah. now there is, you know, there's that tier. If you don't make the Wallabies, it's like, oh, man, I can still make Aussie A. And if you get a taste for it, it's like, oh man, I'm that close to making the Wallabies. Yeah, you know, it's going to capture, it's going to capture a lot more guys, and it'll, you know, remove that carrot of the overseas offer um, yeah. to some extent, uh, and keep guys here, which is exciting. I mean, in Australia Day, it's already sort of proved its purpose, right? With the amount of injuries that the Wallabies have had, it's like rather than having to try assess guys from club rugby, you know, they've got four brutal games that the guy, three brutal games that the guys have played. You know, we've already seen Reese Hodge go up, Mark Nolan and went straight into the starting yep. side and didn't look short of a run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I still wouldn't have picked him, but that's, <laughs> for, that's for a different. That's your opinion, and we respect show. that. Yes, yeah, we tell him. It was pretty heated before you came in here, Fraser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was getting real fiery. But, um, <laughs> just on the, just on your tour phrase, obviously, there's there's a lot of guys put, putting their hands up on the field. 
and there's two parts to it too. You got obviously the on-field stuff. So who really stood up for you, you know, on the field, but you know, in training and stuff like that. And then obviously who was really part of that group outside of it who performed really well off the field. So let's go two parts. Yeah, let's let's look at the guys. Two part you know question. I mean? Who, who like kind of who you went over there? Nice he might guy. not have known, and you're, you're really impressed with, and thought, "Wow, you know, he was been really impressive." And then let's have a chat about that. Yeah, I think um, could be the same person. Yeah, could <laughs> be. Uh, well, obviously on the field, yeah. Looking at the squad, obviously I knew a fair few of the boys through twenties and just playing around. And obviously we we talked about him before, but you know, it's two and three games, you know, against Fiji and Tonga and Langi, it was awesome. He mm. stood up massively, yeah. and you know, speaking to Gilly, and he's only. 2021 and he said yeah he was in the system and uh we sort of saw him and yeah so they handed him you know a few games and he is a freak he's so good yeah just athletic and raw as well so that's awesome um obviously another one was probably uh huey sinclair as well i really yes enjoyed. yes i think <laughs> <Sorry>. he um <laughs> yeah <laughs> she settled down <laughs> me <laughs> tables moving no, yeah. yeah. uh, he was very good sorry uh, yeah, go yeah, on, yeah. Friends, i just think he's um <laughs> I think it was good to have, uh, you know, I think Huey's 29 and he's a bit of an older uh, old, older guy that probably we don't really get to uh, experience too much at the Reds. You know, he's settled down, he's you know, he's, he's got a bubble already and I think his approach to rugby was quite similar to, I suppose, what Smithies and those sort of boys were. Play a lot of games that are at shoot shield level, come through and own your stripes, that's what he's done. And he just had this sort of level head about himself. He was serious when he needed to be, but he also, you know, enjoyed a joke and... And was able to get on from that. Was he in the second row? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I was wondering who that was. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Kind of looks like Sloth from the Goonies. Um, but then off the field, as Dow was talking about, who was oh. your man of the match? Your Well, there's a few, obviously. You got you got different sectors you gotta you know, we gotta look at. So L- Lalakai was awesome because when we went to Nandy, his uh his uncle Stephen was a manager at Cardos at the port in Denarau, which is about 20 minutes. It's oh, yeah. where all the nice resorts are. So he was able to hook the boys up. And, and a few <laughs> few times we'd go there and we went there for dinner as a whole group. It was awesome. You look at Bobby. Bobby was really good yes. um, in terms of just camaraderie around the group. Not, not People's champion, yeah, mate. Yeah, loves it. It was really good. Um, Smithy, Smithy and Hoops are always up there as well. Like they're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're always up there. Um, and then there was a few boys, uh, Jeremy... Um, from t- uh, Tars going to the force as well, Jezza Williams. Williams. Yeah, he was really good value as well. He was a late inclusion, wasn't Who's he? That? Yeah. Jeremy Williams. Jeremy Williams. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a <laughs> lock. Lock back row. Yeah. Lock back row. Yeah, he's he's a really funny man. We all got along with him really well. And yeah, he was, uh, he got that, tr- that charge down try against Fiji. But yeah, it was great value. And yeah, hopefully we see him again. <laughs> Love seeing Bobby over there. Yeah. Yes. He's he is pretty, the man. He was pretty pumped for his last little try, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he um, yeah, he could have given me one, but then I got sh- late shot <laughs> off the ball, and he got <laughs> <laughs> a little swanny. So I gave I gave him a bit of stick. I was like, mate, because he scored that l- f- last try, and so yeah. I was like, mate, where's the swanny? He's like, nah, mate, just put it down, put it down. <laughs> and the swanny's this one. I go, yeah. <laughs> there was some absolute get me dog shot in the rib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lungy, Lungy did a good one too. Oh, um, bone rattling was oh, that crunched that was down for a long time. Yeah, and it, he he reminds me of um. <laughs> the guy from the hall Artie Sarvea Oh my god <laughs> I was seeing it No 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 Where, okay? No no uh, like Not the biggest presence drive. But Just t- Like leg drive he's Tough Yes he's got He's such a well rounded Footy player yeah. That plays so far Above his weight His leg speed is so quick yeah. mm. So in contact Whether it's Defence or attack He just makes game line And just brutal Can't I, get, I get what you're saying 
Thank you, Freeney. Yep. Thank you for validating me. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> My Phrase, obviously we got <laughs> Premier Rugby. Besides brothers, you you probably keep a, a pretty good eye on it. Besides brothers, who can win the comp? Well, it's quite close, hey. Like yeah. that's the thing we've been we've been talking as well. What is there, nine points between one and six? Yeah, mm-hmm. super close. Obviously, Wester, Wester, obviously up there if they can get their like. They're on the Seru, Rebels. Down, yeah, yeah oh, literally all the Rebels. Seru, Filippo, they're always pretty good. Um, I think Jeeps are yeah, Jeeps are always thereabouts. I think I li- I like bit out there. I think Bond's a bit different. I think best um, attacking team in yeah, the competition, man. Most exciting team yeah, to watch. I think they're quite. Uh, Quite a good and have been chance good to win as well, years. and uh, I sort of hope they're thereabouts. To be honest, because something fresh, like obviously the past how many years, it's always been Jeeps, Unis, thereabouts, brothers always there, and just all the biggest scumbags in the comp. No. I get it, man. Oh. I get it. Jealousy is so a horrible trait. You're saying trait North and West yeah. in the it's a horrible really trait, mate. North. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So hopefully. Bond, you know, good on him. Bond would be awesome. And with that second row of De- Devin Henson and he's Angus Bond. He's so fast. <laughs> Mate, and he's that's so aggressive. He's so fast. He's so aggressive. Is he a Zephyr? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's just a, he's a big boy. Is he the guy who had, like, a heart issue or something like that? Had he to did stay out of didn't he? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. had to be out of the game for a while and then just sort of... Oh, he's yeah, come, back come back stronger. Back yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's just... He's so angry, man. Him and Angus Blythe, man, just the angriest, angriest dudes. I don't get it. All right. Um, now it's time for the best part of the evening. It's time for the battler's bench. Uh, what's happening? What is well, this? Uh, I'm confused. What are we going to... Sit on you. Sit on you. This is what I do. I sit on you. Right on your lap. This is what I do. I sit on you. you uh, breaking news. This is what I do. I sit on you. That's you, Jay Ball, by the way. Righto. Breaking news, guys. What is happening? You know, I'm probably. Find <laughs> <laughs> like Who was it this year? What is happening? Yeah. The Battlers bench, mate. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Meat in our sandwich. Guys, breaking news. Big news out of East. They've decided to diversify their uh, <laughs> their uh, their field. Uh, they're getting their cash streams. It's a partnership between East Tigers Rugby <laughs> Union Club, Gregor the Groundsman, and also TJM uh, Cooper's Plains to create an all an all in one rugby and four by four adventure park. On a Saturday, the boys tear up the field, and then on a Sunday, the off huh? come in and continue. <laughs> off roaders come in and continue tearing it up uh, with some rock sliders, lift kits, and hill hill assist. <laughs> BYO mud flaps and then push by. There should be some. <laughs> Fuck. Wait. Not That's wait. not the one. It goes East Tigers Mud Park. A hell of a day out. <laughs> 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 Didn't come through. <laughs> technical difficulties. Tec- very technical. Uh, uh, Freeney, you got damn. breaking news? No. No. I was watching Fraser that whole no. time, just thinking, no. what's he going And he's just like, I said, it to you, what the fuck is going on, man? It wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> that was no idea. 3D, your contribution? Okay. No, we're good. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, the Ballymore redevelopment has had a master plan change. Um, <laughs> can you uh, just pop that one up there, oh. mate? Uh, I didn't realise Fraser would be sitting next to me. <laughs> uh, it's a 10,000 kVA uh, electric fence. 
Uh, and the Jurassic <laughs> Park. It's uh, to keep all the players in and uh, keep, keep some all the, the players keep in. Some of the, keep some, <laughs> and also keep some of the other dinosaurs in as well. Um, didn't realise Fraser would be right next to me. This time. <laughs> <laughs> next one, next one, next one. Okay, it took a moment to click until you said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Keep all the players in. Next yeah. one. Um, this one's uh, new major sponsor for the Reds <laughs> next year. Uh, Red Rooster. <sighs> Red Rooster stepped up to the plate for season 2023. Uh, we've got some slogans like tender loving chicken, it's got to be red. And for the French fans, Le Rouge Le Coq. Fans will be saying the same thing. Oh, I didn't know he'd be next. As if they're looking at the Rebels lineup. I see red, red, red. And then uh, <laughs> Fritz, well, speculating, Fritz. of course. We don't know. Greeny. Who knows what's going to happen? All all yeah, yeah, yeah. Greeny uh, was meant to do one as a couple panicked, as well. I panicked. Really. And then he just goes, "I'm having writer's block." <laughs> I did. I can't top that. <laughs> you didn't even try. Oh, you could probably yeah, try. You could give it a go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a simple face swap. <laughs> yeah. a simple, one of those, one of those it's called face swap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back to you, Zachy. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Well, I had a couple other things, but we had to... We had to one of them. It was, Let it, me. it was too rude to... <laughs> the poncho right. one's by far. Yeah, yeah. right? By <laughs> far. The poncho one. Maybe next week. I'll poncho next week. I messaged Das last huh? night <laughs> and I said, uh, have you got everything sorted for the Battler's Bench segment? He said, yeah, got a good one. Full bag. And I went, that's awesome. And he goes, yeah. I said, yeah, boy. No, you just wrote, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wrote, yeah. So that means. So that, that was you <laughs> bringing full bag yeah. to the Battler's Bench. No, if I said, bench. yeah, boy, then we're on. But I said, yeah. Uh, so I wasn't. It's a flat, yeah. Well, because we meant have. Mate, I tried. <laughs> all, all, all I came up with is Eddie Jones is going to fight Ian Foster, but it was, it was shit, so I just tried to hand it. Oh, mate. Um, I'm more improv. I'm more improv. All right, here we go. Go. And uh, yes, and. <laughs> go. Oh, my God. All right. Um, well, we <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let's Jesus. get this show back let's, on track, Let's Dave get or. this shit show back on track. Um, we saw over the weekend uh, there was some pretty viral content coming out of the SCG. Oh, yeah. Eddie Jones, <laughs> did you catch Eddie Jones yes. absolutely laying into Dallin <laughs> after the game on the weekend? Do it straight up. What did you say? Come here and say it. Come here and say it. Come here and say it. As he's backing back. It does actually. It does a bit. Man, Eddie Jones. Made that dude look like wow. a punk <laughs> bitch. Did he ever? No, that was awesome. Like, that dude yeah, yeah, yeah. shit his pants. If, if you're gonna say something, be prepared to throw hands. You can't just say something and expect the person not to say anything. You know but what I mean? But this is what needs to happen more, right? Because too many keyboard warriors these days can say whatever they want, and everyone just kind of goes, "Oh, well, yeah, you, know, you got to do the right thing." But fuck, that's brilliant from Eddie. Yeah, it is. He's stepping up, putting them in right in his place. I think it's fantastic. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. Hence why I don't go down to West anymore, because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll beat me. No, no, no. But, mate, that was sick. That was like the side of Eddie Jones that you hear about that <laughs> yeah. that, oh, yeah. that fuse that can snap. And you could see it in his eyes, man. He was fucking fuming. I remember a couple of the boys at Jeeps the other day were saying, like, it's just like crap chat. And it was to uh, it was to Lacan, and I was going, boys, you know, if you if you say something too bad, he'll throw hands, and then and I was like, I'm not helping you. And they're like, oh, I'm like, mate, at least make it funny, like don't be, <laughs> don't be personal. Like, it's just appreciate dumb, that as well. Don't I mean? <laughs> <laughs> get around it. If you, if it was no, I, I spoke to Lacan afterwards. I was like, oh no, it was all right, 
mate. But I'll just because I just have the voice like just make it funny and witty, like you know, just said like the stupidest stuff. It's like, come on, mate, you're better than that. That's like when uh, we went and saw Reds versus uh, Hurricanes, and was it, was it Jimmy Cowan, the halfback? Yeah. Uh, from the Highlanders. <laughs> from the Highlanders, and what year was H- you? Hunter Thomas was like Jimmy Cowan. And he like looked and went, yeah, mate. And he goes, you're a really good player. I was like, you <laughs> fucking, you pussy. But that guy said traitor three times, but the first time, and then slowly got less yeah, and less went, on the volume. Traitor. Traitor. And then he went, and then he was. I think some people forget too, like, you know, Eddie Jones, he, he was a hooker for Randwick and stuff. Yeah. He'll throw hands. Like, oh, yeah. He, he was like, let's go. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> so good. I was like, that is awesome. Eddie has the worst camera angle. In that box, when he's, when that, with the headphone like half over his ear, in the eye, you're like, yeah, that is the worst camera angle. Yeah, <laughs> worst case of stink eye, permanent stink eye. Um, and then we also, as well, I don't know if you guys have seen this Peter Amani and Bundy Arkey oh, so living good. it up in New Zealand post uh, post victory against the All Blacks. Check this. I thought it was, I thought it was Hugh Stitt's dad for a minute. That place. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> He's wearing a nudgy blazer. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> I love that. I'm a chicken. That's awesome. That's good gas, Bunny Arkey. Now in a bit of that. That's chicken. so good. I, that I, is sick. When I first saw that video, I thought it was dead set, just some normal patrons. Just blind. And then I just said, "Oh, that's Bundy, Bundy, I can't." <laughs> <That's so laughs> and Peter Amani, dude. I love that. That's, that, that's like that. harmless. I love that. That's yeah, awesome. That's yeah. yeah, that is good gas. That is such good gas. Seeing that, yeah. especially after seeing the guy piss off the grandstand at oh, the SCG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> he was he handed got, a life ban from all rugby yeah. Australia events today. He's like a two-year ban from, from the SCG. The top of the yeah. scoreboard. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> imagine who just. That's what yeah. I was saying, man. Like, imagine if he's like, oh, just, I'll be right. Just jump up. <laughs> Drops in front of, of someone waiting for a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. oh, damn it, man. Had oh. a bit of dew on the on the roof and it just slipped. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, man. Well, apparent, apparently, they were that close to shutting down the game, shutting down the SCG. And it was at the 60th minute or something. Someone what? spotted him up there and they were about to pull the pin on the whole thing. Oh, the whole like, game, oh, really? yeah. Because if he fell forward, he would have fell onto the p- he would have fell onto people. Yeah, he still wouldn't hit the. Oh, yeah. Okay. He would have fell on. So it was like super dangerous. Should have tranquilized. Yeah. Him. Um, There's someone know. up there with a blow dart. Like those videos where they like put a trampoline at the bottom of a tree and shoot a blow dart and yeah. a bear at it. Boing! And <laughs> bounces off and flies through the air. Yeah, Just man, put a big trampoline down the bottom. It'll be sweet. Um, alrighty, well that rounds out what was the greatest Battlers Bench segment of all time. It's all downhill from here. Now it's time to review all the footy action from the weekend in Clubland. <laughs> Round 12 of the Hospital Cup. Um, West and East played at West. Brothers 46, North 31. <sighs> what did you say before, Yeah, Jay? we've got it there. West went down yeah. 31 to 37 to, to the Tigers. <laughs> I did. I thought you guys would notice. 46-31, Brothers in the Northside Derby over the Eagles and 42 plays 19 to South uh, to UQ over South, but the game we want to discuss, Jeeps 19, Bond 17. Yeah, we were just discussing the fact that Bond are the most exciting attacking team in the competition. Oh, and, mate, you can't... Well, <laughs> yeah, but they are, mate. I mean, their they're, they're first try off the back of uh, Connor Pritchard 
uh, pilfer on their own try line and then Tyler Campbell going for the he quick tap, Dallin. Ridiculous. He's really starting to show his class. He's been outstanding I for like them the eh? last couple of weeks, ever since yeah. he's got back in that starting team. And he's been brilliant. Obviously, he spent some time overseas, but him and Devin Henson, I think, were pretty special. And this man here on screen... Ravu Ravu Malda was exceptional. Ravu um, Malda for Jeeps as well. And we saw a couple yellow cards here. We saw Angus oh. Blythe. Dunk the mail. <laughs> Very happy with the cards. Dunk the hunk. Absolutely showing the cheese. But here it was here. You don't see there. Connor Pritchard with a penalty turnover on his own try line. He's so fast. Oh, and see you later, Joey Fiddock finishes that one brilliantly. So God, fast. he's got gas, hey. So I didn't realise how fast he was. I reckon Bond are legitimately the real deal. My only concern about them is is their goal kicking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a goal kicker to kind of take them all the way. Well, they're typically what? Hayden Sargent lining up a lot of the time or Joey Dan Fiddock Boardman can. Dan Boardman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he was a goal kicker. I, I don't think he's a naturally a goal kicker, but he's obviously worked really hard and he goal kicks from the moment. Nice I just don't have that ability to, to Jayden get to the fullback, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Jaden Armano at fullback. And that's the thing. Go so go on. Go on. <coughs> they've lost guys like Dylan Rowe, but they do have Devin Henson. They've got Nixon <laughs> Taramai, who's stepped he's, up and been absolutely no, he phenomenal. Whack. He, he can delete. Dude. Talking of someone who plays above his weight, you can see. He is just an absolute superstar at the back of the scrum. They've got Tonga, <coughs> Tonga Blake absolutely killing it. LD started. Yeah, Liam Dillon, I'm pretty sure, is a goal kicker, isn't he? Not necessarily, no. I wouldn't say he's a natural goal kicker. Hayden Sargent, I would have thought, would be their number one. But this is what they can do here as well. A quick line-out throw. Their two tries coming off a turnover and a full-length quick tap. And then a quick line-out throw from Dan Borbin finds Hayden Sargent. They are just such great attacking footballers. And the fact that that wasn't called a knock-on... <laughs> Play on every day of the week. Crazy to me. I remember one of the boys was telling me about um, Tyler, Tyler Campbell. being one of the, yeah, being one of the smartest footy players they played with, and just watching him, you can see like what he's he means. Very like, good. He's bloody good. Well, he was the one that cook, took that quick tap. Yeah. And you've got to have great rugby knowledge, like a high rugby IQ, and you have to be able to back yourself mm. and have the talent to do so to be able to do that and set off on a full length try. So. They are the real deal. I'm hoping that they can go, they can get it done this year because for so long they've been the best attacking team. We saw them beat Jeeps a couple of years ago in that uh, pre uh, minor semi, and then um, they lost to us, and then they, lost to East heavily. <laughs> they'll definitely send it pretty well after if they did win. I know that for a fact. Hell yeah, yeah man! Until they sixth. Doing hey? all right. Doing all right. Got I a game know, in I, hand. Got a I game I put the uh, the table on the um, run sheet and it's so small I can't see a thing. So <laughs> okay. nailed that one. Well done. <laughs> Tino. Well. What the hell, man? So um, and then from the shoot shield, round 14, uh, some big wins. Gordon back in the winner's circle, 43-34 over South. Uni, 36 over the Rats, 25. Norths dusted Eastwood, 36-25. The two Blues going down second week in a row to East, 24-21. Manly. Two losses on the trot, now outside the top was, two. Was that uh, played at Manly? It was played at they, Manly. Gregor, get Gregor onto the fields, uh, the groundskeeper there, because it was so good. horrendous. Yeah, it was a shocker. Um, but the game we want to discuss. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Randwick 34, West Harbour 40. We saw last week West Harbour hand Manly a loss, and this week they've backed it up against the Wicks. I mean, the standard of the competition, you've got Justin Masters here scoring this try early on, but Alofa Alofa was the last, through the last pass on these first two. Watch this one. Jump. Mate, he was, He's been he massive was great for uh, internationally. And then, for Samoa, I believe. Yeah. And, and uh, also, how old is he? 
He's 30-something, 35 maybe. He used to be electric. 33, yeah. 33. Um, we used to play at Harlequins maybe or somewhere. Yeah, he, lost, he lost his contract at Bayonne two years ago, I think, for an alcohol disciplinary <laughs> yeah, issue. <the> boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's riding the horse. And then Justin Masters here scoring two tries. This one's a perler in the corner. Debrasini, mate. And then you've got so, yeah. Jack Debrasini was absolutely awesome and Kobe Milne here. But they're wingers for the Wicks. Christian Yasmin um, scores his 13th try of the season. And then Jackson Mohi, I think, got two tries on the weekend as well. So this is no mean feat to knock off the Wicks. And it is from one. So I believe the two Blues, again, I've got the ladder there, but I can't see it. But the two Blues are in 10th and they're five points outside the top six. So they're one win away from being a top five side. Really? That is the congestion that is. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that, boys. I'll, uh, <laughs> is that, is that about it how should it work? Top six go through? Yeah. This yes. year, though. Or the... Isn't yep. it top eight? Top, top eight. Top Remember eight. It was six, six. We announced eight. that it was top six. Uh, previously, it's now top eight. Yeah. Oh. But the thing is, you've got a side that's ninth. A side that's ninth. What's happening? Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. There's just something going off in the background. I think it's Zach Subway. Um, we've got the shoot shield. Oh, nice and dark. Um, yeah, you've got the shoot shield competition where you've got a side in tenth that has been maybe the most exciting team in the whole competition, and they're only one win outside being in top five. Like that right there just highlights how good that competition's going. In West Harbour, you've got Jack Debrasini. I love him for killing it. Debrasini over in Japan a lot. <coughs> in Japan, yeah, he was with me for a year at Honda, and then he went to Hino, the he Red Dolphins. Kick, man. He's yes. good man. Kick. Well, you saw him put that crossfield kick in for uh, for one of the front rowers as well. So they're exciting too. And just the passion from the West Harbour boys. Mm. They absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And hopefully we might be able to get down this weekend, 18 eh? Might be able to get around the Battle of the Beaches. Fingers crossed we're going to see what we can do there. Dossie Boy, you can't make it, can you? Sorry, man. Just got a commit- commitment here. Yeah. This yeah. dude, man, hates the shoot shield. Come on, bro. It's good times, man. It's good times down there. Maybe if he was going to go watch Jack Debrasini, I probably would have come. Oh, well, that could be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, just on Jack, I, I think, you know, and we've seen, we've seen a lot of young tens over the last, God, six, seven years just fall a victim of, you know, some being, too, being blooded too early. So I think for him... It was a combination. Yes, he was blooded a little bit. He ended, still ended up getting 50-odd caps for the Rebels. Mm. Um, but I think someone who was unfairly judged, I mean, playing with him firsthand, mate, the kid's rugby IQ, his time on the ball, the way he sees space on the field was, um, you know, I guess I look back at the 10s that I've played with, and I'd probably only put Quaid above him in terms of, you know, those 10s that I've played with who have understood. Under- right I was just about to say, Present company excluded. <laughs> we never got the opportunity oh, to play on the same field To see Dallin play good football. We get it, That's fair. I would never I chose my words wisely, and I said, you're happy with that. As Freakney says, it's my opinion. So, so Doss, you... Gallop right now. No, I go on. Gallop right now. <laughs> okay, go for it. When we, your first year at the Reds was 2012? Or 11? Yeah, 11. 2011. And so Quaid was obviously the starting 10 and it was there was huge discussion. I mean, they were looking in New Zealand, um, around here, all over the world. Ewan was around who he was going to bring into the squad that year. Uh-huh. And then after watching tape, after watching clips, Quaid was like, 
will take that take the 10 from brothers i think he's the one who most you know plays more similarly like me out of anyone that we've looked at i thought he would have gone take the guy from brothers because he'll never take my he'll spot. never take my <laughs> spot <laughs> 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 oh, and he was right <laughs> God damn it. He's good. <laughs> like when, you, when you used to play brothers and there was Dal and his brother, is you just knew they were just going to be playing very expansive. Mate, that brother's... <laughs> and, then, and then let you know about it. Yeah. The ball, mate, that, was the, that was the worst thing about it, mate. Dal and Dame... Uh, Jimmy Harvey. Yeah, man. Gendel wasn't... He wasn't too lippy. He was pretty quiet. Oh, and no, Sawyer. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Pies. Pies. Tiny pies. No. Just, just don't run high on the pie. Yeah, don't run <laughs> but yeah, but mate, that's a that's a that's an honest true story. And he so just there you go, had always had time, <laughs> mate. Go, very now. silky. But but yeah, Debrasini, man, he's and mate, and a humongous boot. As oh, well. Yeah, like he, I think he maybe, would have been perfect for the Australia race setup. And I mean, maybe yeah, it was like he had point. Dumper McGann down there, who was you know possibly not the best people manager in his time. Maybe a bit too, you know, you don't do this enough, whatever it may be. Maybe if he had a different coach. His career trajectory would have gone in a different direction, but man, I really rate him as a player. Bloody oath. All right, now it's time for our rugby segment. Uh, oh, starting with Tino, he's not on the blower at the moment, is he? Oh, we thought we were going to have you on the blower. Did you have someone, Tino? What? Josh Vanderfleer. Oh, Josh Vanderfleer, mate. Yeah, he is an absolute gun. Do we have anything for Josh Vanderfleer? No? Okay. <laughs> We're off to a flyer. Um, Freeney, your rugby from the weekend just gone. Johnny it's the Sexton. Big Johnny Sexton, mate. He just is, is 37 years old. He's just one. Look at him. He's got scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's done done it. How did you fall for that? Look at him. Perfect. Yeah, he's got those rolled he, shoulders. He just eh? needs to look like he needs to get one of you know, the chiropractors on Facebook. <laughs> he's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Joseph Cipriano. <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, he's got hyperkyphosis. Yeah. Seen and that all video? the girls wearing like just the skivvies. Like, yeah. They don't need to wear that. He's like, oh, just rearrange right down your sacrum, which happens <laughs> to be right above your asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, Johnny Sexton, mate. Just uh, like fine wine. Just directed the boys. To a, to a series win in New Zealand, which never been done with him before. So bloody oath! Congratulations, and, uh, mate. Big fat Das, your rugby. Uh, mine is Eddie Jones. It's going to be Ian Foster, but we uh, Eddie Jones just um, just his attitude towards the game. I just love it. He, the the heat was on him after that first game. Um, him um, he when he got here, he was talking about the presence of rugby in Australia, like the promotion of the game and. Just him trying to push it a bit further or whatever, and he's just an angry guy. He's one of those coaches that you're like, oh, God, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, yeah. be trying oh, to hide from his, him. His press, his press conferences are always good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's honest. We'll give him that. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> take smack. And he, he's like a QAnon dude. Like, he'll yeah. just happily be like, well, you know when a red card comes out, the yeah, red obviously tries to level it up, and you're like, what? That's, that's like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just bullshit. <laughs> like, what is happening? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's just Eddie Jones. It's like, what the hell? Well, when, 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 when he lost when it was when he lost to Australia in the first one, he totally deflected. What, oh, no, to the barbars. What about Buddy Crease, mate? <laughs> <laughs> He's played his buddy 100th game, mate. You know? Let's focus <laughs> on that. That's right? what we should focus on that. How good's that? What's going on here? Like, <laughs> 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 no, but we've got it teed up. Tino's, uh, Tino's uh, rugby 
from the weekend just gone is Josh Vanderflee. I think picked up that first try of the match. He is an absolute gun. Like, just a massive motor mm. and just an absolute nuisance. An absolute nuisance. And pretty much what you would call the modern standard of a seven down. Yeah, very busy. He gets around the park extremely well, but he's got the full skill set right, both on and off the ball. And he let him around, I think, like Peter Mahani did as well. Like, fantastic between those two. There's Speaking no of... Right. I was about to say, imagine if we had one of them in Australia. No, on, kidding friends. phrase. I was just taking piss. Please don't hurt me. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Peter Omani, that's your rugby for the yeah, weekend, just gone down. Pretty fucking special, I think, what he's been able to achieve, like leading him around the park and, and doing what they've just done in New Zealand is, is incredible. And he's just super emotional and a, as you want your Irish captain to be and, and I just love what he plays with. Leading Big off the love. field as well with that video we saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Special. He's earned it. You saw him after the game bawling his eyes yeah. out. This is the, he's the sort of guy that galvanizes a side, you know. He's like, you know, an Alan Wynne Jones, you know, mm. that old talismanic leader who just always seems to be there and mm. just doesn't falter. Gets better with age. 100% experience. Looks it's like he's special. held together with strapping just tape and bird shit. And yeah. Like, <laughs> far out. Yeah, he is just an absolute freak. And Doss yours, Freddie Stewart yeah. from England. Mate, outstanding. Just recognising game here. Under the under the high ball, probably the best in the world at the moment. Uh, he scored, uh, did he score the try? That A beautiful tackle there on Pete Sarmu. But I think he's just got... And he scores the try here. Just yeah, an all-round right. game, mate. He's so solid at the yeah. back. They put up those attacking contestable balls. He's chasing them, you know. Is he eight foot he's three? Or six six five. Five. He, I think he's he six is. five. But have you seen anyone <laughs> under the high ball since like is he they can just Not dominate like, like no, that? Exactly. Never drops the pill. Yeah. And yeah. and it's funny because like we look at the game in Australia and you would say that the biggest hole in our Wallabies fifteen would be the fifteen jersey. Mm. Like nothing against Reese Hodge, but does the job, but he's they not. Doesn't do it. You job. need you need no, a you need one. a fifteen who is a game changer. They're typically a position. You look at all the best sides in the world, and typically their fifteen is someone who can blow a game apart. You know, Hugo Keenan, I think from Ireland, he starting going, to blossom. Will Jordan, when he plays at fullback, I think is arguably the best player in the world. You've got typically if you've got like Willie Larue when he was at. At the box, you know, you've got a 15 who can literally inject themselves in the game and just blow it apart. But I also think it's, it's a mistake-free, right? Yeah. Mm. So, like, Freddie Stewart, he doesn't miss a catch. He's almost, like, 100% on all his tackles. Beats the first defender all the time. Like, his kicks are so spot on. It's that consistency at the back Correct. that you need. And I feel like, you know, we need someone there. I know we've, we've got someone, do you know what I mean? In Jock Campbell, in my opinion. But, like, that's what rugby needs here. 100% agree, man. I'm like... When Pattaya goes injured, yeah, he's earned the right to play. I mean, you know, we, during the show, during Super Rugby, when Geordie was playing at 15 and Jock was on the wing, we would openly said on the show, they need to swap. Mm. Like, Jock, man, at 15, I just would, I'd like to know when Pattaya got injured, Banksy got injured, the opportunity was there. It's like, what's the conversation like? Like, where, where is the justification Bringing, yeah, maybe his experience, but bringing Reese Hodge when you've got Jock Campbell there, who has consistently been outstanding in Super Rugby, mate. And then the question mark over his physicality didn't shirk any of that stuff in the Pacific Nations, and it's just like, what more 
can he do? His skill set is far superior, in my opinion, to Reese Hodges. And it's like, what does he have to do, man? Well, you'd have to say he's done enough now. He's played at that high standard against three international sides and has stepped up. So hopefully that is the system that can highlight that he does deserve yeah. that shot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of consistent, my rugby from the weekend just <laughs> gone. It kills me to say it's Eli Pills from the Tigers, oh. mate. He is a freak of the highest regard and just... You, you can't find any more level-headed halfback. Watch this. Look at this, man. This is to win the game. See you Look later. That. Stick that up your chutney. Jake Pappen goes over, scores a try. 70th minute, gets that turnover on his own 22 with the doggies coming through. Like, shot the lights out off the tee. Kills me <laughs> so much, man, because he's such a good mate, dude mate, too. But he... It- Fucking crucified the doggies on the weekend. He's, he's a good at the moment, mate. Like, they had a slow start. Yeah, I know that, man. Just no, just, it kills me, man. <laughs> just I think a couple aware. more pieces of have fallen and it's happened. But, what, man, no, no, co- no coincidence that their turnaround in form has corresponded with Pilsy coming back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, he is – and he's – mate, he's as tough as they come. He just needs to – he's had – mate, he's had a torrid injury run over the last four or five years. He just hopefully can stay injury free, keep playing footy the way that you know he has been, um, man. And you know he's only 25, 24, 25. At the end of the day, still got lots of footy left in him. It's good what you said though. Like I think it was towards the beginning of the season how Benny Moen was just like, we just want to get our process right, and then you know, if we start winning, we start winning. But he was sort of like a bit of a ground. yeah. He was you know ha- I mean? he was happy with where they were at, and they were just losing little moments within yep. the games, which were resulting in losses. Yeah, would have like, been good if he came back this week. Just saying. Anyway, you got to get over it. <laughs> you do need it happens, to get over right? it, man. But this is what happens. Have some conviction. No, Finally. Back no. him, mate. You're just no. going to back him. No, no, the doggies are going to go all the way. No, don't I'm not doubting them. them. Don't turn no, but they right. win when I rag on them. So no, they don't. watch this. Doggies can kiss my ass. And watch this. They're going to win this weekend. So you're no. welcome. Who are they playing? I don't know. I can't remember. Who are they playing this weekend? What have I done? You're going to buy. You then gave me a compliment. We're going to buy? Oh, have they got the buy? Yeah, they're going to win. There we go. Well, let's just say they're not going to lose. Yeah, the boys. All right, well, that rounds out this week's episode of The Pack Show. It's been an absolute delight. It's been fantastic having Doss and Dallin and Big Fat Doss, maybe Freeze. Fraser McWright, thank you so much for joining us. Round of applause. Give him a hug and a kiss. (laughs) Big Tino for teeing up all the highlights and getting this show up and running. And Zachy Boy on the ones and twos couldn't do it without you. Let's get this man a subway because he's starving to death. (laughs) My name's Shay Boy and we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Have a good one.